Welcome to Smith Memorial Online. We're glad you joined us today. We're located in Collinsville, Virginia. At Smith Memorial, our motto is simple, follow Jesus. We'd like to encourage you to check us out online, www.smithmemorialumc.com. There you can find out more information about us, opportunities to serve, and ways to support this ministry through giving. We pray that God would add blessing this day to the hearing and the doing of God's Word. Friends, I'm going to invite you to remain standing as you are able as we hear the gospel lesson proclaimed. Today our gospel lesson comes from the gospel of St. Matthew, the 20th chapter, beginning in verse 1. A familiar parable to us all. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out at about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard, I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same about five o'clock. He went out and found others standing around and said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us? who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat? But he replied to one of them, Friend, am I doing you no wrong? I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the word of God for you and for me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
Would you pray with me and for me? Lord, you have called us together once again to hear your parables proclaimed. We begin to journey into a new season of these parables, parables of judgment. What a tricky word, judgment. We fear it when it's applied to us. We love it when it's applied to those we don't like. Help us to understand your will, your grace, your love for us this day. Place the cross before me, let none see me but you and your grace alone. For it's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. This summer we have been going through our parables. If you remember way back, we started with the parables of the kingdom of God. Parables of the kingdom. I did that little demonstration up here. Do you remember that with uh, the yeast and the dough? And I had uh, the dirt. I think a lot of you said when you looked at it, it was just dirt, even though there were hundreds of mustard seeds in it. We moved from the parables of the kingdom of God to the parables of grace, and we spent our last session talking about the parables of grace last week as we talked about the prodigal son, the son who returned home after wasting all of his father's inheritance. Now, all of you, I imagine at some point you're going, well, we've we've talked about the kingdom of God, that's great. We've, We've talked about grace, that's great. But we're missing something. What about judgment, right? We need some judgment in our lives. Well, you're just in luck. For that is the task we turn to now. But as we begin to talk about judgment, I want to first just kind of set the stage. Suppose that you and I all have a friend, and that friend's name is Phil. Everybody needs a friend named Phil, don't they? And Phil is the proud owner of a very, very large vineyard. Maybe Phil's last name's Hamlet, I don't know. (laughs) Phil had been having a great great growing season. The vines had been producing rapidly. All the way into September, these grapes, they are luscious, they are firm, they are beautiful for the libations that Phil is going to make. It's been a really good year for Phil. But Phil wakes up one morning, and before Phil goes out to his vineyard, he does what many of you and I do. He cuts on his TV, and he sees the weather. And when he turns on the station, the weatherman indicates that there is going to be a change in the forecast. 
cold front is moving in. And with cold fronts comes the season's first frost. That's an issue. That's an issue for farmers, is it not? The first frost, when things begin to die off. Phil, our friend, has to act quick to preserve the grapes that are on the vine or he is at risk of losing everything. What's Phil need to do? He needs to get them off quick, doesn't he? But Phil has been enjoying his summer. He and his wife have been going out and picking them by themselves. But now they all have to be harvested at once. Phil needs help. Phil decides, I'm going to drive out to Lowe's at 6 a.m. tomorrow. I'm going to go over by the lumber section and I'm going to see if there's any day laborers there waiting to be hired. He gets up, he arrives, and there they are. Hungry and eager to be put to work. He gets out of his truck and he goes to these people and he says, here's the deal. I'm willing to pay you for a full day's worth of wage. It's going to be about 12 hours. I'm going to pay you 120 bucks for the day. Sounds good to us. We're waiting for somebody kind and generous like yourself to give us employment. You got a deal. The weatherman comes back on at the 9 o'clock hour, about 8.30-ish or so. It's a change in the weather update. The front is moving faster than he thought. He's, he's going to have to get these grapes off much, much faster. So he drives back. I, I have to find more people to, to work for me. He drives back and he sees some people there. They're just standing there. And he says, what are you doing standing there? They said, nobody's hired us. Great, you're the type of person I need. Get out there in my field. Let's get to work. I'll pay you whatever is right. And they go. These grapes, though, they got a lot of them. They're not coming off fast enough. Phil has to go back two more times at noon and at three, still trying to find some people. These grapes have got to come off, and they have to come off today. I'll pay you whatever's right. And they go. Phil makes one last trip, one last push at five o'clock to try to get each and every grape he can. Phil drives out to the Lowe's at 5 p.m. At this point, you might have guessed it, there's only bums left. People that nobody wanted. They, they've already gone through the selection. 6 a.m., they didn't take them. 9 a.m., they didn't take them. Noon, they didn't take them. 3, they didn't take them. Perhaps they didn't take them because they weren't there. Perhaps these were bums that stayed up too late the night before playing video games and had just woke up to start their day. They thought to themselves, hey, there's a little bit of sunlight left before I get back to my irresponsible life. I'll go stand at the Lowe's, see if I can get a couple hours of work. Maybe I can get a cheeseburger after this. So they show up in the field as well. 
The workers who had been there from the very beginning are relieved each time some more laborers show up. They think to themselves, hey, this is great. Then they do what all of us would do in such situation when other people are coming to the job site. I wonder what they're getting paid. You start to do the math in your head. We got $120 for 12 hours. That's roughly $10 per hour. So I'll make $120. Those that came at 9 will make $100. The next 70 the next 40 And the last one, they'll make $10. And we'll all be fair. Everybody's happy. 6 o'clock rolls around. The sun is setting if not already set. Phil goes to his manager and he says, hey, I got these envelopes prepared for all of these guys that I, that I hired earlier today. I want you to pay all of, the, all of them their wage, but I want you to start with those that were hired last, and then I want you to work your way back to those that were hired first. Phil's manager grabs those that came in at the 5 o'clock hour and he handed them an envelope. And I can just imagine them walking away. I got $10, I'm going to go to McDonald's or something. They open it up. I got 120 bucks in here. This is amazing. Can you imagine like you're standing in a line of people and you're thinking they're going to get paid $10? But of course, they're not going to be like, oh, don't tell anybody, I got paid 120 bucks. Maybe this envelope wasn't mine. No, they're, they're screaming, I got $120. The people waiting, I could just imagine, begin to be bewildered. But in their amusement, I think that they, if they were like me, they'd have a little smirk on their face. Maybe I got this hourly thing all wrong. Maybe Phil meant $120 an hour. <laughs> that means if they got $120, the next one's getting $480, and the next one's getting $840, and by the time it gets to me, after this day's worth of work, $1,440 is about to be mine. They get their envelope. They open it up. Each person, same envelope, same pay. The workers at 9, noon, and 3, they're upset, but they still made more than they thought they were. first crew however if it was you would you be livid you can't do this they say it's not fair they say we worked harder than them they say we were out in that field all day they weren't you can't pay us the same thing you pay them. It's not fair. It's not equitable. It's not right. 
Phil responds. In the text it says friends, but the Greek that's actually translated there is more like, it's more derogative. It's something like, hey pal. Hey pal. Did we not agree on a fair price? Is this vineyard mine or is it yours? Is that money that I just gave you, is that your money or was that my money that I paid you with? If the answer is that it's mine, why can I not do with what's mine as I wish? Of course, Phil is just a fictional character, but he's like all of us. in our relationship to God. You see, we are like that first crew when it comes to judgment. We are people who are hell-bent on things being fair and equal. Are we not? We want things to be fair. We want things to be equal, except when it comes to two things, I've learned. Our money and our God. Don't tell a person that it doesn't matter how hard they work or how long they work or when they show up for work. Don't tell a person, don't tell me that they will get the same. That's ludicrous, is it not? Likewise. Likewise. Don't tell a Christian that their God is too gracious. Don't tell a Christian that it doesn't matter when you come to the game. Don't tell a Christian that it doesn't matter how often you volunteer. Don't tell a Christian that it doesn't matter how much you give. That in the end we all get the same. You see, there is a reason why people like us are so bent on the notion of hell. It's because we like to preserve the rationale of why we deserve heaven. Right? We need a dichotomy in our life. We need to know why we deserve heaven because we need people that look like they deserve hell. Right? Because if we all looked the same, we'd be confused. How do I know I need heaven? Because I don't look like that. Right? I showed up early today. I came to, I signed that pew registration pad more than any of you. Have you seen my financial giving records? I mean, is this not what what Jesus is getting at when he's coming into this last portion? You see, these, these parables of the judgment are parables that happen right before Jesus dies. And right before Jesus dies, Jesus has this kind of strange thing that he starts talking about. He starts to talk about these these disciples. These disciples that are coming up, and, and, and depending on which gospel, it's either disciples or it's disciples' mother that comes to Jesus. And, and they're asking the simple question, hey, Jesus, when you get into your kingdom, please tell me which one of my sons are going to be the greatest, because they really deserve it. 
Those other ten, they might be good people, but, but, but what's their mansion going to look like? And then there's this, there's this another little episode in which right before we get to our lesson today, Jesus is there with this, with this rich man, this rich young man, and, and this rich man says, Jesus, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And, and Jesus tells them to, to follow the laws and the commandments, and he said, which ones? I've, and Jesus tells him, I've done all of that, I'm good. Okay, well, well, go give away what you have, sell it to the poor. Oh, I'm not doing that. I worked hard for what I have, they didn't. Well, the first will be last and the last will be first, Jesus says. And then Jesus tells him about Phil. Maybe that's his name, I'd like to think it is. Don't dare tell a Christian about their God being too gracious. I could stand here and tell you today that, that God loves everyone and desires everyone to be saved, and you all would go, but what about? But I could tell you some people are going to get what they deserve, and you all would cheer me on. We are people hell-bent on hell. You see, the judgment on the par- of the parable of the laborers is not on the bums that show up at five o'clock. The judgment is not on the laborers who are not skilled enough to get hired with the first crew. The judgment isn't on the laborers who at the last possible hour when the sun is setting finally decide to arrive. The judgment isn't on any of them. The judgment, the judgment is on the first hired for failing to see that grace and mercy are the characteristics of the vineyard owner of God. The judgment is on the first hired. The people that were doing all the right things, working hard, And they weren't judged because they didn't work hard. They were judged because they missed out on the opportunity of a gracious and merciful owner. It's as if God had to say to the first, the righteous one, the self-centered one, the keepers of the moral and the ethical books, you have been around the longest. You should know by now exactly what I am like. I'm generous, I'm merciful, I'm gracious. That's who I am. So take your check and go. Go home, go to hell, go to Buffalo Wild Wings for 10 cent night. Because that, my friends, is really your choice. Because when it comes to judgment, there are no people that will be excluded that were not already included to begin with. What do I mean by that? 
It means through the death of Jesus Christ, all people are included in Jesus' mighty acts of salvation. Graciousness has been given to all people. And Jesus tells those first ones hired, if you think the last ones don't deserve, they can stay, you can go. Go home, go to hell, go to Buffalo Wild Wings if you'd like. But should you come around and I hope you do. Your check will be here waiting, I think the owner says. Because in my kingdom, the last will be first, and the first will be last, and when it's all said and done, I guess it really doesn't matter. Because we will always and forever receive the same. That, my friends, is good news. Thanks be to God.